All right. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello, everyone. This is the It Cast, and I am your host, Nika Sherell. Let's see. Uh, the It Cast is our community outreach podcast that increases diversity in conversations on health and sexuality. Through this work, we are creating a world where all people feel loved, honored, and respected. All right, please, please ask us anything. We definitely want to hear from you as a part of our community. Uh, you can click the link in the comments below. We've got this cute little survey. You can be totally anonymous uh, and just send in your questions, your comments, and anything you want to talk about. So, uh, also, you can get access to our bonus content now on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Nika Shirell. And you can get access to all of our backstage footage, Shimon release content, and a few other things. Um, also, subscribe to this YouTube channel and share this work with your community. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in. This week's topic is Real Talk on Pleasure. And today in the booth, we have returning Queen Reverend Mutima Imani. Mutima Imani is a spiritual and sexuality student and teacher. Her signature body of work is called Healing the Heart of Humanity, and she provides 21st century tools for, for personal and professional development. Hi, hi, Mutima. How are you? I'm really good today. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yes, yes. Returning guest. We had such a good time when you were here last go round. So today we are talking about pleasure. Please do. Yes, we are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Oh. And we are actually, uh, we decided that we wanted to talk about having pleasure every day in our life and every moment. What about that? Oh my God. Not just sexual pleasure, but real life pleasure. Yes, yes. Um, our producer, Betty, was talking earlier about how like the pleasure of food, like the joy of taste and what that feels like. It's incredible. Um, and and like it, it's, it is like if you enjoy something, it brings you into the space of that so much more. And I think you talked about like being in your body so much more. Yes, yes. And so um, focusing on pleasure brings you in the pleasant, the present moment. So whatever you're doing, um, if you can be in the mindset of this feels good, this is wonderful, what beauty is here, even in these challenging times, even in these challenging times, that shift in mindset can drop you into the, uh, the, the present moment and you can have the experience in your body of enjoying your food, watching your children play, uh, cooking or getting a massage. And if you are in a, in a relationship, those intimate moments can be so more fulfilling if we can shift our mindset from worry, from shame, from blame, from criticism yeah. to I'm looking for pleasure. Mm. That is so sweet. In your share, I really got that love. Love is an experience of pleasure. Like when you give in to that and allow it to like permeate your being, there is this like beautiful sense, at least for me, this beautiful, like warm sweetness. And it's just so enjoyable. 
Yeah. So let's all take a deep breath together and see if we can just drop into that sense of, you know, somebody does love you. And more importantly, can we begin to really love ourselves? So let's take a deep breath into that. But what would it take for you to actually let go of not being enough, not doing enough, not having enough, all the trauma, drama that you've had, your relatives have had, your ancestors have had, to loving who you are in this moment? And let's just breathe into that because the breath will take you there, will take us there. So breathing in love, letting go of resistance to love, breathing in I am a child of the universe and there's nobody like me, so I must be very special. Oh, my God. Oh, oh goddess, yes. There is something that is breathing us, that loves us. So how can we drop into a higher awareness of our own selves and begin to love everything and everybody? Man, that's like pushing boundaries getting rid of programming behaviors and beliefs that says you're different than me and I don't like you. I don't know you. I'm afraid of you. Mm-hmm. But what if that sense that you were talking about, we could invite it in right now. What would you have to do in order to accept that and live your life from that standpoint? That's a good question. Y'all. <laughs> hmm So I know for me, forgiveness was the first thing that popped to mind. Like being able to forgive myself and others and to forgive myself for the things that I, like that I drew in because of whatever insecurity or whatever was going on. It's like, I have to forgive myself for the mistakes that I've made. Yes. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, what comes to mind after hearing you say that is that it's so, so important to begin to use forgiveness as a clearing tool so that we can open up to loving. And that if we were to look at everything that's happened is a a foundation for us to be where we are in the moment. So forgiveness came up for me, but the other thing that came up for me is gratitude. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And in these times, a lot of people like what, there's nothing to be grateful for, but you, if we reconnect with ourselves, we can be grateful for our bodies. For, that our digestive systems work, that we have this uh, breath that breathe is breathing us, that our heart beats without us saying, hey, heartbeat, heartbeat, beat, beat. <laughs> right, right. We don't think about it. It just happens. No. Yes. And, right. and, it, and it is a demonstration of the glory of life and that something, some power that breathes us, loves us enough to allow us to breathe. Yes. And oh, this is this is a little side thing, but I just saw something. I think it was Osha, Osha, who was saying, 
you know, if you're suicidal and you don't want to live, just stop trying to try to stop breathing. Just hold your breath. And your body will say, no, 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 I want to live. <laughs> you can't suffocate yourself. You'll pass out and your right. body will force itself to start breathing again. It's just. <laughs> right, right. But you can't hold your mm, So uh, um, I'm looking out the window and I'm seeing a hummingbird right now. That's an auspicious sign for us. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, And can we be grateful for the nature that's around us? Can we connect with it? Can we give it meaning can can you think that when you see flowers blossoming that they're actually growing for you yes yes um so i do want to ask the next question but in the chat thanking god for our presence in this moment is an important prayer in judaism that's so beautiful yeah. like thank you for sharing that mm -hmm. um mm. so you mentioned nature in everything that you were saying and the idea uh the whole idea of like pleasure is natural let's talk about what that is and looks like it's it's so yummy yeah so you know nature is a demonstration of uh the divine recreating itself over and over again and um, there's a, all kind of stories that say that be like the lilies in the field. They do not worry about getting watered or the sun coming. They rely on it like, you know, their faith <laughs> doesn't say, oh, my God, you know, uh, the sun, where's the sun? Where's the sun? They know that the sun's going to be there. So uh, to allow our minds to be like nature, to really see that we are forever growing. We are forever supplied with our needs if we could let go of the mindset that it gives us scarcity, gives us fear, gives us, mm -hmm. you know, there is uh, surely not enough to go around. Like in when you look at a garden, the cucumbers are not saying to the tomatoes, you can't be here because you're different. <laughs> You're so gonna ball the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not that competition or that comparison. So one way to really get more pleasure in your life is stop comparing yourself to other people. Mm -hmm. Be like the beautiful, unique flower or tree. Mm. You know, be like because no grain of sand, no flower are totally similar. They all exist and they all have their own beauty, and that's the way it is with us. But we live in a society that says, compare, oh, right. that person is skinnier, that person is sexier, that person has more, instead of being grateful for who you are and what you have, yes. which will bring more pleasure. A, uh, oh, I love this. A friend of mine read a quote recently that said, to compare yourself to others is the greatest in insult you can make to yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But we do it naturally. Mm -hmm. We do it almost like it's second nature. Right. And then we wonder why we're not having as much joy or pleasure as we want in our relationships, in our daily activities. Like people go to work that they hate because they feel like 
they have no other choice because they have to pay the bills. Well, what if you did what you loved? And there are so many quotes that say, do what you love and everything else will follow. So we're saying to our listeners today, do whatever you're doing, do it with the mindset of pleasure and watch things fall into order. Watch things change. Because you know what? Thoughts are things. Thoughts are things. So that really means that if you watch your thoughts and you see that your thinking is stinking, like you are projecting negativity, you're criticizing, you are putting people and yourself down. You have to stop and think about what you think about, take a breath and decide, I need to erase that thought. That thought's not bringing any more pleasure. It's not bringing any more uh, love. It is actually in the way of what it is that I want. We forget that we are our own experience. Mm. We are our own experience. That, ooh, I like that. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, our experiences Mm -hmm. are often made up of the stories we tell ourselves. And that, yeah, that it gets caught. And like I used to say, and I still believe, um, emotions can be addicting, especially anger. Like the whole concept that like, we don't like anger is, I know for me, it's one of those things that I got to a point where I was like, why am I always creating upset? Like in my mind, I'm like, they did this, they did that. And I was like, oh, because I'm addicted to that sensation of anger. And that does not Mm. work. So yeah, being being able to open up to other emotions and to feel those too and not, yeah, anyway, (laughs) Um, not. Tantra side to every emotion. So the other side of anger is your passion for justice. Because there are some things we look in the world that we we just doesn't sell a right for us. But instead of saying, I'm angry about it, it's like, I'm demonstrating my passion for justice. This is not right. It needs to stop. And you can then ex- figure out how to ex- how to make it stop in your own life. Instead of just being su- uh, stuck in the cycle of anger, being addicted to that emotion that's you know that's what the ptsd does you know you get you've had so much anger that you're stuck there you don't feel real unless you have the anger but the reframing is that you're passionate about justice Mm, yeah yeah and that's like that passion is something that is felt in the body and that's so funny because there's a lot underneath like how we create emotion, especially complex emotions like anger. Um, But interestingly enough, you're right. Like that is the same wavelength as passion. And, you know, like, like this, there's this natural thing to the body in which it does that. Um, Yeah. I definitely feel like, like, okay. When I was younger, um, I I just knew and I would tell my friends, I was like, sex is supposed to be pleasurable. 
like period end of story. And this was like high school when a lot of my friends were like having sex for the first time. I was a nerd, I bloomed super late, but I knew I'm like, sex is supposed to be pleasurable. Like that's why we have these parts. Um, you should know how they work. You should know what works for you and what doesn't and keep experimenting, keep trying things, but it's supposed to feel good. And I know a lot of my friends and classmates did not have that concept. It was, it's that idea that like, okay, sex is only going to be pleasurable for men, or it's only going to look and work this way or that way. And like, good luck if you get an orgasm, you did something major. And I hate that like that, it, it blocks, it blocks us and, or it can be blocking. And, um, and that whole idea that like, to think that like certain people just like don't deserve or can't attain pleasure. The body's made for that. Yeah, the body is made for that. And you know, I always like to say, you have to ask your body what it wants because you know, most of us do other people the way that we want them to do us. And if we just would stop and ask your, your partner or even ask your own body, cause we get into, cycles of, you know, recreating the same way to have an orgasm. And it's based upon our first experience, which usually is, you know, not as satisfying, but hey, <laughs> it happened and, you know, get there because, you know, it did happen. So we do it the same way, same way, same way, instead of exploring the body and saying, hey, what, you know, what does my body really want right now? And sometimes you, you'll get you know, that oh, it only wants a massage. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really want penetration. You know, it doesn't really want all that, you know, all that what the partner wants to do. So if you could slow it down and know what your body really wants, you could then ask for it. And then you can have the pleasure that you're seeking. But we, we have this subconscious a mindset that we really need to clear out. And let me go back to forgiveness and gratitude, because those are fundamental tools for the 21st century to get more pleasure. Mm -hmm. So we really have to slow down a little bit and say, you know, I'm really happy that I, my, I'm paying attention to my body and I know I want more sex, but for what, What's the end results? Because when you have more pleasure, you have more creativity, you have more connection to yourself, to other people, to the plant life, to, you know, to all of nature. You have a, a different lens that you can see the world through if you're looking at it through looking for, seeking for pleasure, uh, searching for it, exploring it desiring it instead of the you know the conditioning that we have been put in which really is uh don't do it until you're married and only do it in one way you know <laughs> and all of that is really perfect. and my talk yes. to you to watch a movie what you see is <laughs> like now that, that's not going to get you the deeper realms of pleasure seriously it's the slowing the down so if i have to oh. I, go ahead oh i'm with um, you yeah no gratitude has produced some of the best orgasms i have ever had just in case people are oh. wondering like it's yeah 
when you really put your heart and your soul into it, it's a beautiful yeah. thing, regardless of the politics of relationship. Yes, yes, yes. I like, I like hearing that. So in other words, when you were grateful for whatever moment or encounter you were in and that your heart was open, right? Mm-hmm. You were really present. Let's just talk about how, you know, the details of that, because all of us want more of that. Right. And, and <laughs> we want to be, you just said. <laughs> oh my God. To be completely honest, I was super bored. I was like, oh, okay. Why am I here? This is going to be over soon. I mean, like, you know, like it was somebody I was dating. So they're cool, but I was just really, really bored. And I, uh, I stopped for a second and I was like, you know, this person is working really hard to like be with and satisfy and please me. And I am not being grateful. And I stopped and I thought about it and I was just like, that doesn't work. And the second that I flipped that switch, it was like, everything changed. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) The entire moment. Yes, I love that testimony. Wow. Yes. (laughs) Mm. Yes, everything. And imagine people who are listening that you could switch that moment no matter what moment you're in. It doesn't have to be a sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. It's like bringing yourself into the present moment and really being grateful and watching the magnitude that gratitude brings. Wow. Thank you for that story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah, I, um, that's, yeah, that's one to, to give away because it did make a huge difference. Um, so, okay. So we talked, uh, we talked a bit about like the spirituality and the opening up. Um, let's talk a bit more about the breakdown in that context, because like we talked about the cis het, heteronormative um, conversation around like relationships and the structure that we're supposed to be in. Let's talk about how spirituality shuts down or how we operate when it comes to sexuality or even pleasure. Let's just, that's pleasure. <laughs> yeah. All right, so ask the question again. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about where, like how spirituality affects pleasure or. Well, okay. So I, I think I hear the question. Let me try to answer it and then let me know if, um, I am on in in the same place with you. So, um, most of us in our larger society um, has allowed, or either we're into religion or we're rejecting it because it's too much dogma or too much um, restriction. Mm-hmm. And there is a place of spirituality, which means that, in my mind, there isn't. We're not talking about some man in the sky or in some rules that we have to follow, but it's the awareness of the divine in everything mm-hmm. that there's a spirit in everything everything is living everything is vibrant in its own way 
So everything's going through these cycles. And at the core of it, that is what spirituality is. It's a much more expanded. It's not a place you go to on Sunday. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's more open and vast. Am I, are, are, am I going in the direction that you were thinking? 100%, 100%. And, okay. um, <laughs> I'm just so connected to how spirituality, like your spirit is what experiences pleasure. Like that actual, that comes from the spirit that comes from inside. Like even being yes. the reaction to that comes from inside. So keep going. <laughs> Yeah, and so how do we begin to com uh, combine spirituality and sexuality? And that's what Tantra, that's the meaning of Tantra, is to bringing the spirituality and sexuality together, that it's natural. That, you know, if, if because we, to be human means that we have a body, a mind, and a spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I think of it about it like me, myself, and I. The me is really the spiritual. Myself is my mind because it thinks that it controls everything, but it really doesn't. <laughs> most, most sometimes it gets in the way. And I is the body because we, we only exist in this realm through this physical body. So that's the Holy Trinity, me, myself, and I. My spirit, my mind, my body. And when we allow ourselves to understand that that spirit part is the higher self that is all that is connected with the universe in terms of uh, being here, the breath breathing us and being, you know, traveling all over the world and seeing the eight million billion people. And there's no one like you. You're. We are unique expressions of this, uh, this thing called life. And there's no comparison. We might see somebody that's similar. We know people who like what we like. But, you know, another way they say it, which is more in the religion, is God didn't make any junk. And each thing is very mm. special. Mm. Mm. So when we put that spirituality with our sexuality, then we... Our sexuality can be spiritual too. Yeah. Yeah. That and then it means you can love whoever you want to love. It doesn't mean you only have to love the opposite sex. It means you can really, whatever, whoever, you, how, whatever you desire, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody and is beautiful. Yes. Yes. Mm, the part that you said about uh, God didn't make any junk. When I was younger, it was uh, my God doesn't, my God don't make no mistakes. I had to throw the don't in there. Um, and when I was younger, I used to relate to that so differently than I do now. As I look at like, you know, in that space of like the spirit and the the life and just looking out at the world, it's like, oh, nothing here is actually, nothing here is a mistake. Everything is exactly how it's supposed to be. And I am not a mistake, which is yes. the biggest part of that. Yeah. And nothing that's ever been done to you is a mistake. If you can actually look at, um, in the Course of Miracle, they say every lesson is a lesson in love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a hard 
um, process to come out of the world, but we need to pull ourselves out of the matrix. Like, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, some of the current situations like the war in Ukraine and saying, okay, well, maybe this is the last time. This is the only good I can think of it, you know, looking for the good in it. Like it can't be a mistake because we got to know that we're in a global society and we cannot be afford, we can't afford to be throwing any nuclear bombs anywhere because it's going to affect all of us. Right. Maybe that can't, maybe, maybe this is the end of all of these governments having all their money going towards war, defense, and not housing and food and education. It's, you know, we've, we're so far from the mark. So maybe this is the beginning of the end of that. That's the only thing that I can think that, you know, that gives me a little bit of comfort. Yeah. I mean, one, one hopes and, you know, I looked it up the other day and there are currently over 50 wars going on globally. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it, you know, like looking at the context of like why we're looking at this war and what the risks and the ramifications are and, you know, a number of other factors. But, you know, one of the things you mentioned and we were talking about like the whole history conversation around war is that like sex is soothing. Like there's something when we get caught in our body that like needs to needs to be released. And this doesn't even have to be around wartime. Like you get stressed. I can get stressed enough if I go too long. Like it just, it can allow that release. So talk more. Yeah. 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 And you can't, you can't, if you're making war, you're not thinking about love. So that whole, you know, I think that, in here in the United States, they really tried to squash the free love hippie movement because mm-hmm. they wanted people to go fight. <laughs> yep, that sounds. And, so then, <laughs> and oh, I have to tell you, I was so mad because I was just I was at the end of the free love, and I loved the free love. You know, I loved it. And then all of a sudden, you know, everybody was afraid you were, were going to get AIDS. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's afraid that you, we're going to get the pandemic. So it stops us from wanting to be in our bodies with other people. But mm-hmm. that's where our happiness comes from. And I think a lot of people think free love means free sex, which is not the case. Like there, yes, there are these uh, these, you know, organizations and groups and movements that have come through this transformational conversation that do focus on that. And there are groups that have come out of the transformational conversation that don't, like that focus on, again, the spirituality and, you know, not from a religious context, but creating love throughout the world um, in all of these new ways through communication, understanding, uh, being present you know, being present. So yeah, it's, and it's very easy to see. We're like, you know, love is not as profitable as war. It's just not. (laughs) It's not, it's not. And so so the whole piece around where do you want more pleasure in your life? Because people want better relationships. People want 
less wars. People want more sexual intimacy that's fulfilling. And if you can start really thinking about how do I get pleasure in um, cooking the food that I'm cooking and then eating the food and actually even cleaning up the, you know, the kitchen after you've cooked and you've eaten. Like one of my dear, dear friends, bless her heart, she told me years ago, lovemaking starts in the morning with how you drink your coffee. (laughs) And what we're doing, we're isolated in the bedroom, in the bed, Mm-hmm. around our sexual pleasure Ooh. but if you're not having pleasure in, in your walk of life every day everywhere you go looking at the beauty that's around you uh, giving drive-by blessings you know finding pleasure and looking at the nature or in somebody else's eyes recognizing you know just seeing being in the present moment and seeing the people that you are encountering because it could be very pleasurable really having a sweet conversation with the person who's checking you out <laughs> at the counter. We're so busy. We don't, you know, we hardly look at them. We, we don't notice them. I mean, they're making them smile or them making you smile can be the pleasure that opens your heart up so that when you are with your beloved, you're already filled with pleasure. Like, can we fill ourselves with pleasure so that when we come to our sexuality, it is already oozing and bubbling and running over? What would that take for each one of us individually? Because it'll be different for each one of us. And then I want to go back to the story you just told about the gratitude. I love that story. It's so powerful. Here you are make having someone do their best to please you your your mind is like oh i'm so bored and then well well, i need to be grateful and then there it was yes so let's turn to gratitude let's turn to gratitude let's turn to forgiveness let's turn to the uniqueness of our own lives the beauty of our individual expressions of our bodies And then ask our body, hey, body, what do you need? What do you want? Instead of the mind having these images that have been projected on us Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over about what what sexuality looks like and what pleasure should be. Because Mm -hmm. those are erroneous um, pictures. Right. And they have us looking for something that uh, might not even bring us pleasure. Yeah. You know, I, I asked this question the other day, and I'm going to ask the listeners out there, when you are having sex, is it a performative experience or an authentic experience? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So. And even if you're pleasuring yourself. Is it performative? That's I was talking about that earlier about you just, you know how to do it. So you just do it. It feels good. Is it really that satisfying? You know, yeah, you had that nut, but was it as fulfilling and pleasurable as you really want? It's a release. Now that is completely legitimate. And I remember after taking your last course, discovering like 
my body wants to move a lot slower than I have been mm -hmm. forcing it to. I'm like, all right, let's go mm -hmm. in for the win. And really it's like, actually, no, like, let's just take a few deep breaths and like, see where this goes. Um, and I, I have to share this one. So I feel like the way that a lot of people pro approach sex or masturbation is like, um, how can I, like, how can this happen the fastest? So I'm like, yeah, it's like the microwave orgasm, orgasm in a can. And like, <laughs> I've got one of those toys. <laughs> it's not what they call it, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's such a, a mindset of like, I don't have time. I don't like, this isn't, you know, like, how do I just get to the goal? And even that in itself lacks some pleasure. Yeah, you could have more pleasure if you took your time to get to the goal. And in Tantra, really, the the reframing is that it's not the goal that you're after. It's every movement, every moment as you're moving in the in the um, dance of the, the lovemaking. So the goal is like the goal will come and it'll be much bigger and much more satisfying, but you're not thinking about the goal. So this is a switch. You're, you're thinking about this is, an this is a spiritual experience of exchange with myself or with my partner. Mm. And I want to savor every moment of it. Mm. So the the slowing down, the really the slowing down and, and forgetting about the goal. And because if you are starting sexuality with, I just need a nut, then you're, you know, uh, you're using the other person and the, Hey, maybe you go, you know, use me until you use me up. Like I'm using you too, but there's so much more that could happen. Mm -hmm. If you drop into your heart and slow it down and look at each other and breathe together and get into a rhythm yeah. and every moment of that experience can be pleasurable. Yeah. Let's talk about that conversation around using someone else. So in the pleasure context, we talked about having someone else be responsible for your pleasure. And I am a firm believer that like, it is your responsibility and it's not, like you should not put that on others. Like there is no requirement for anyone else to please you. It's not required. No, but uh, you're right. It's not required, but uh, we're programmed to think that that's what they're supposed to do. Right. Right. It's My not required. Yeah. My happiness comes from it, over there instead of from over here. Yeah. 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 We're always, we've been taught to look on the outside and there's an old, old story about uh, the gods creating earth so that the spiritual beings could come to the, you know, planet. And they say, okay, well, you know, these beings need to have a purpose. Well, let's give them a purpose. Well, hey, well, why don't we give them the purpose of finding themselves? That's, you know, that's, this is life is about finding yourself. Mm. And so then one of the, well, let's put 
their their purpose on the moon. And then the other guy said, no, they're going to be smart enough. They're going to go to the moon one day and then, you know, they'll find it. And then the other one says, let's put it, the purpose of living in the bottom of the ocean. Oh, no, they're going to go to the bottom of the ocean. Well, let's put it, you know, some, you know, over there. When These beings, these beings are so smart that if we put it in the inside, they're going to be so smart, they're not going to look there. Mm. And we're looking on the outside for everything, for approval, for pleasure, for our confidence. Oh, what do you think of me? How do you feel about me? Instead of what do I think about myself? Mm -hmm. Because thoughts are things. And even if I think you're super and you're great, if you're over there thinking you're not enough, your experience is going to be you're not enough. Right. So it's not a, it's not enough to be looking for what you are trying to seek because it's inside of you. That's why you got to slow down and close your eyes and get familiar with that darkness that's right there with you. Yeah. So I'm going to invite everybody just to close your eyes for a moment. And just see the darkness that's there. And don't be afraid of the dark. Don't be afraid of the dark. Because this is where you can sense your real self. So just take a deep breath in with your eyes closed right now. And see if you can't drop into the, the uh, wholeness, the reservoir. And then take a deep breath and then imagine that this is where when you go into this space that you can say, oh, this is how I really feel. Oh, this is how I really, what I really want. This is, this is where you go when you want to figure out who you really need to forgive. And you might think with your eyes open that it's your mom or your dad or, you know, the perpetrator or the priest, but when you close your eyes, you can even sense that, oh, you know what? I need to forgive myself for harming my own self, for giving my power away, for forgetting that I'm a divine expression of this thing called life, for denying myself the pleasure. So this this is this life is an inside job. It's not an outside job. Mm. And so while you're in there, why don't we bless our bodies? Oh, just so grateful for this body that breathes and eats and poops and <laughs> wants to be touched and knows how to touch. Instead of, oh, let's deny the body. Let's be living on the outside of the body. Let's criticize the body. Mm. And all those times that people said, oh, you, you're too, you're too, you're too much. You're, you're too short. You're too fat. You're too, you're too, you're too, whatever the two is. We got to let that go. Let's practice forgiveness and then be grateful. Like, hey, thank you, feet. 
for walking me around. Thank you, legs. <laughs> and then go in between the legs and know that there is pleasure, not just there, but there is pleasure there. And when is the last time you've actually even looked at yourself and thanked that part of your body? And then thanking your heart for its capacity to forgive and to love. This is an awesome existence. But we have to go to gratitude. Yeah. Thank you. Mm, Thank you. Oh, that's beautiful. So I want to go ahead and talk about some of the resources and where people can find you. Um, The first question I have is, can you tell us about Healing the Heart of Humanity? Yeah, that's my signature work around diversity. Uh, I've been doing diversity and inclusion, equity and justice uh, workshops. It's my primary um, piece in my in my business and um what i've seen is that individually when i'm with people and trying to get them to understand uh to respect differences and to not be come out of fear of differences that individually their hearts are in the right place so i'm like okay well let's just start with one heart at a time And, you know, the science around heart now says that the heart is so much more intelligent than the um, mind. The mind is discerning, critical, judgmental, but the heart, it's a muscle. And when you breathe in and out of your heart, and those of you who are really interested in this, you can look up heart math. Um, And it's the word math, M-A-T-H, heart in front of it. It's a whole movement where they're teaching people to drop into your heart and to, uh, to build up residence and uh, think about um, what you love and you bring that into everything that you do. And, you know, if you ask the mind, oh, what should I do? The mind will tell you something. But in the end, the mind solution might cause more harm might prolong the pain, but if you ask the heart, it is so much more intelligent. So heart math is all about that. Mm-hmm. So that's where I came up with, let's heal the heart of humanity. And that means that we've got to really tell the truth about the drama, trauma and the truth about history, because we're living, being taught a bunch of lies. And when it's not honest, it's not real, it's not heartfelt, faith, felt, then we are in the realm of illusion. Mm. So healing the heart of your community is facing the past, using forgiveness, using, pulling ourselves out of the matrix, which believes that if you're white, you're all right. If you're yellow, you're mellow. If you're brown, you can stick around. But if you're black, you got to get back. Right. That's what the supremacist culture all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. And people think about that when they go around talking about 
mellow yellow and all these other fun phrases, the context of where they come from and what yeah. it means. Yeah, to be. what it means. And when you look at the color black, it has so many negative connotations, like centuries of negativity. Mm -hmm. And so then those of us who call ourselves black, we get that almost automatically. And, and we've got to come out of internalized oppression because we're believing that black is not good either. Right. So we've all been duped. All of, the, all of us need to decolonize our minds and begin to look. Because you know what? If we don't, our preferences will keep us out of what our good is. So what if you've been taught that you should not be in an interracial relationship and your best love is multicultural in in interracial. Mm -hmm. Did anybody ever talk about whether or not Romeo and Juliet were in an interracial relationship? Um, I don't I don't know if it's ever been uh, talked about like that, but Steven Spielberg just did a no a new Romeo and Juliet where it's interracial and it's it's it was at the movies. I went to see it a couple months ago and it was really a great movie. Mm. So the yes, and I slept on the release of that and I'm gonna go watch it now. After this okay, show. good. I I saw it and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, it you know uh, uh, what the ending needs to change. You know, you need to find that love and not be killed for it or right. die for it. You know, we need to embrace it and live in that pleasure of that love. <laughs> yes, 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 and not have love be fearful. You know, not have. Yeah. Mm, again, the and the trauma. trauma. Here. Yeah, the flip side of fear, uh, fear the, tom the tantric side of fear is actually courage. Mm. The flip side of grief is actually love. Oh, huh. So we, so we don't want to run away from the emotions that we have. We want to express them so we can get to the other side. Right. Yeah. And in my, in my work, I've done a lot of medicine journeys. And I used to be so afraid to cry, thinking that so much pain in the world that if I started crying, I would die crying in that moment. And so when I worked with the uh, in the journeys, I would start crying. And as soon as I cried, about all the things that were breaking my heart. I could get up and I could dance. I could feel the spirit moving through me. I would be in total joy. So I got to see that I need to move through the pain and the suffering because that's where the joy and the pleasure and the bliss is. Yes. If you are not willing to move through it, then you're just inviting it to, you know, come live in your house and it'll take up all the space and, mm -hmm. and you know, keep, the joy and the happiness and the beauty of life from 
yeah. you, you from you experiencing it you but you can, won't express the pain yeah you can only experience pleasure through allowing your emotions to yeah live yes i get that hmm. wow that's beautiful that's beautiful. This has been just some powerful, powerful shares that you have brought to us. Um, uh, so in terms of healing the heart of humanity, uh, can people find that online? Can people find you online? Um, I'm awakening, awakening to love at, at gmail.com is my um, I have a website. And uh, that's my email too. Awaken to black love at Gmail. Yeah. And, uh, and we've got a website. So we're gonna post all those links into the chat uh, on the and on the comments uh, on YouTube and everywhere else. So definitely please check that out. Um, and, and then my other website is uh, just my name, mutimaimani.com. Perfect. Perfect. And do you uh, do you offer private sessions or classes or what's that structure? Well, um, I have lots of different ways to participate. I do quite a bit of coaching. I do soul retrievals. I do intimacy coaching. I do personal and professional development. And I use so many tools, what I call is the 21st century tools for personal transformation. And let me tell you this, let me just say this to be real, is that um, I like people to make a, a short amount of commitment. And if I don't see any transformation or movement, then um, I, I don't won't keep working with you because I'm about transformation, healing and movement. So some people want to be stuck where they are. And then I'm like, oh, you don't need to buy me a new car. <laughs> I'm not going to take your money if you're not going to do the work. Yes. Yes. Very real. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and just really elevating this conversation around pleasure and allowing us to see what it makes available. Like, yeah, I had yeah. no idea the spiritual aspects and the emotional aspects. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me and thank you for all the work you do in the world to bring more pleasure. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. The ITCAST is our community outreach a podcast that, that increases diversity in conversations on health and sexuality. Through this work, we are creating a world where all people feel loved, honored, and respected. You can ask us anything. We definitely want to hear from you. Click on the link in the comments below and have your questions answered on the show. You can also get access to our bonus content on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Nika Shirell. Definitely learn more about what we do at theitcast.com. Also subscribe to this YouTube channel and share with your community. All right. Thank you. And we will see you next week. <laughs>